Hey there, everyone, what's up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 275. So if you own a firearm, whether it's for home defense or for concealed carry, you've most likely heard that most attacks happen in low light environments. And that makes sense, right? I mean, armed bad guys are looking for an easy surprise ambush so they don't have to worry about their target fighting back. And they don't want anyone around, including you, to be able to positively identify them to the police so that they can get captured and or picked out of a lineup. So knowing that the chances are high that any attack is going to happen in low light, it only stands the reason that you aren't as effective at defending yourself or your family in a low light situation. And you absolutely should upgrade your sights when you can. So if you are looking to upgrade your sights, what type should you get? Fiber optic sights or true night sights? Well, <laughs> oh boy. Go ahead and slap that question into your favorite firearms blog and just strap in for a roller coaster ride of expert opinions. All that more is coming right up, but first, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you in this week's free show notes, including a handy dandy one page cheat sheet covering all the main points I cover today. All you have to do is go on over to www.mcsmagazine.com 275 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk night sights. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, hey there everyone, welcome back, welcome back. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance. And hey, before we get started, I want to just give a quick shout out to James Konomis. Um, I hope I didn't butcher that last name, but uh, James follows our podcast and he and I were chatting back and forth on YouTube this week about home defense shotguns. So thanks, James, for your comments on our channel. And for everyone else, if you haven't yet perused my brilliant ramblings on YouTube yet, uh, make sure you head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com YouTube and go ahead and subscribe to our channel there so you can get any of the updates that I have coming out there. We're getting ready for... For 2020 to really go heavy, heavy, heavy into video, and I'm really looking forward to sharing a lot more there in video on our blog as well, but, um, but definitely get over there and subscribe to our channel to make sure that you don't miss a single thing, okay? All right, night sights and fiber optic sights. Okay, now this is one of those topics that I just know I'm gonna get a lot of flack over, okay? So save the hate mail. I don't, I'm not looking for hate mail, but I am looking for your opinion because this is going to be my opinion. I'm going to give you my opinion based upon my experiences, my training, my research, my development. All right. I do want to hear yours also. And I'm always looking to change my mind because the only way I'm going to do that is if I find a better way of doing something. So I'm always constantly looking for a better, more common sense solution, something that's truly going to help me survive or protect my family in any sort of a crisis or attack, right? So I'm looking for your opinion out there. Now, I can tell you that this is something that I have found web websites, forums, blogs, um, YouTube videos, podcasts, you name it on this topic. And it's, it's one of those things where most guys get out there if they're instructors or whatever, and they just start rambling 
with, with feverish just shaming about how anybody could possibly think anything different than what they believe. In fact, look at the comments in any of those videos or those podcasts or those blogs also, and you're going to find a bunch more gun owners who just say, yeah, I've been, I wish more people would listen to people like you or you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, this is one of those highly divided topics that are out there. So what I'm going to do, like I always do, is give you a common sense approach to the way that I look at things, the pros and cons of different things that you can do for you to be able to make a better decision. Plus, I'm gonna give you my bottom line, what I've chosen, the reasons why I've chosen that, and again, I'm looking for your input as well. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I wanna know, go ahead and leave a comment on our blog, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and get into it here. Um, first of all, let's talk about what your different options are for nightsights, because again, as I said, I, I really feel like this is one of the first upgrades that anybody should do knowing that most attacks are likely going to happen in a low light environment. Okay, so I don't believe that you should just stick with your factory sites that you get. This should be one of the things that you're looking to do here. So then it's just a question of which one. So you basically have two options here. You have fiber optic sites and you have true what are, what are called night sites. All right. So the fiber optic sites are really, it's like a fiber optic tube, if you will, that has basically two layers. So there's like a kind of, a, I'm going to put this in layman's terms here. So it's like a glass inner tube layer, and then it's like a reflective, just a layer on the outside. And the reason for that is that it basically fiber optics, fiber optic lights or fiber optic sites don't actually produce light. They grab light from outside, they grab the ambient light around, and then essentially it, it bounces that light up and down that tube so that it creates this like tube of light there. So it just, it reflects it all the way down that tube. So it, it draws in from outside light. As opposed to true night sights, we often call them just tritium, um, tritium sights, which truly do glow in the dark, all right? They have a, a small, a tiny, tiny amount of radioactive gas inside of that tube, which actually makes it glow in the dark without needing to be charged up, kind of like, you know, that you know, like that ring you used to get in like that, the box of Captain Crunch cereal, right? That way, way down at the bottom, and there would be like that glow in the dark ring that you have to hold under the light bulb, and then it would, you know, last for a few minutes. It, it doesn't need that. It has that radioactive element. If it's a safe radioactive um Yes, it's in there. So it's, you don't have to worry about glowing in the dark or, or you know, nuking your balls when it's in a, 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 a if you're if you're carrying in a an appendix carry there. But um, essentially, that is a glow in the dark type site. All right. Now both have their advantages and their disadvantages. And since tritium night sites, like true night sites, are that redheaded stepchild of the sighting systems for low light. I can say that because I, I am redheaded and I am a stepchild. So I think I'm allowed to call things the redheaded stepchild, right? But anyway, since they are the ones that usually get beat up here, I'm going to go ahead and kind of focus on them as the pros and cons, all right? Because that's usually what you'll find out there are the people who are saying that you absolutely should never, you should never waste your money on tritium night sites. You should only go with fiber optic sites, but you're going to find people that are going to say the opposite of that as well, right? Okay. Where do I fit in here? That's what we're here to find out. So, um, so the, the cons of night sites. All right, this is and you're gonna. This is a, the most common stuff that you'll hear out there from other quote unquote experts. All right. So uh, one is that they're that they're very expensive. Okay, so you might find them out there anywhere from like fifty dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, I've seen some for more than that. There's a way to really chop that price down that I'll 
if I remember, I'll share at the end here. Um, however, they are more expensive than fiber optic sites um, because they have that radioactive gas in there, and and they're just they're just tactical. A lot of people like them because they do glow in the dark, and so they've been made more expensive as well. But they are going to cost you a little bit more money. Again, anywhere from fifty dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars is a general range there if you're going out there and you're buying your rear sights and your front sight posts. All right. Um, the other thing when it comes to the cons of night sights, tritium night sights, is that most attacks do happen in low light, but at extremely close distances where you're really not going to use your sights anyway. Now, I've talked about that so many times in the past. Most attacks are going to happen within that nine foot range where you're not going to typically use your sights in that, in that type of an ambush setting. Okay, now that's more like for concealed carry. If it's home invasion, it's gonna be different dynamics there. You might, you're gonna have more advanced warning. It's not necessarily gonna be an ambush there. You might know somebody is in your, in your home and you might have a longer distance where you have to shoot there, okay? But nonetheless, since they, most attacks do happen that way and they're close distances, why spend the extra money on tritium night sites when you're not going to use your sites, okay? Um, so that's, that's another kind of something that you can put in the cons in the cons column there. Now, the other thing here really comes down to the practical use of them as a con, really, and that is that they get washed out with direct light in front of it. So what I mean by that is if you, if again, low light conditions, if you have a flashlight with you and you're shining that flashlight directly in front of the firearm, or if you are the type of person that has a weapon-mounted flashlight, so it's actually mounted under the barrel of your handgun in this, in this example that I'm giving here, then that night sight isn't typically gonna do you much good when it's on because uh, it washes out. You're not going to see that, that glow-in-the-dark green dot there or, or whatever color you're using there, but you're not going to typically see that when, when it's there, all right? It gets washed out, so all you're really looking at is, a, is the silhouette of your front sight post, which is essentially just black. So again, why spend the extra money, right? Okay, those are, those are I, think, I think, the major ones that I've seen out there about the cons of why you should never think about buying a tritium night sight. Let's talk about some of the pros now, okay? So most likely, you are gonna have some light around you, and tritium night sights do work well when there is some light around or if it's in pitch black dark, okay? Um, however, you are not going to likely be in pitch black dark. You are going to have some light around you. Cities have natural ambient light, right? That's why you can't see the stars at night in cities because there's all that light noise around there. So you are, you are going to have some natural ambient light. It's not going to wash out that front sight post. But to the, to the benefit of fiber optics, again, cities have natural ambient light. So it is going to draw in some of that light. You are going to have be able to see that fiber optic light as well. Again, parking lots, they have some ambient light. There's typically going to be some sort of lighting in that parking lot. I'm assuming you weren't stupid enough to park way out in the middle of nowhere with no lights whatsoever and just be a sitting duck out there, okay? Even the moon is gonna give off some light. So if there is a moon out that night, it is going to pick up that light there. In all of those cases, both the fiber optics and the tritium night sights are going to help you in those types of conditions. But again, here it is a pro in the night sight, in the tritium night sight column, because it is going to glow in the dark there. And again, if it's pitch black out or if it's really, really dark out, then it is going to essentially glow right there for you, all right? 
Um, but people will say, well, yeah, but that's why you have flashlights. So you don't really need that because the flashlight is going to give you the light that you need. And if it's going to wash out that uh, your, your glow-in-the-dark site, then why use it anyway, right? Well, another pro, <laughs> I think, in this column is, is that flashlights fail. Okay, so how many times, I mean, I can tell you that I, I do carry a flashlight with me everywhere I go. It is a small tactical flashlight that goes right on my belt, but it's, and it's powered by a AA battery. Well, I can tell you, I can't tell you how many times that that thing has just slowly gone down. It dims, it dims, it dims, and all of a sudden you go to use it and it's, and it's not, um, it's, it's not working very well. Or I can tell you what happens more likely than not is I lose those damn things like crazy. So you go to reach for it and all of a sudden it's, I mean, I can't, I can tell you how many, I can't tell you how many planes I have left a little gift for the next person who sits in my seat or the people that come in and, 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 uh, clean up the plane afterwards that after I've gotten off the plane that I've left my flashlight behind me. All right. So, um, flashlights fail and they might just not be there, especially if it's something like a, an ambush attack. You might have a scuffle of some kind. And again, unless you've got something that's really well, uh, has a really good clip on it that will stay on your belt there, that flashlight might not be there, right? So you can't always count on you having a flashlight there, all right? Now, another thing that I stick in the pro column for the Tritium Night Sights is that I always think outside of my own tactical needs. And I think this is something that a lot of instructors and a lot of gurus online on YouTube and everything, everywhere else really fails to take into account. They, they really focus in on the person and their weapon and their sighting system there. And I always have to, I always think outside of my own tactical needs. So as many of you know, I have a gun-hating spouse. <laughs> she literally hates guns, but I always make sure that she's taken care of anyway because she does have a firearm that when she all of a sudden realizes if I'm bleeding in the living room and she's tucked away in the safe room in pitch black at night somewhere, and, or somewhere in, in our house, then I know she's all of a sudden going to be a convert, right? She's going to be a gun-loving, Second Amendment-toting um, um, member of society. I'm, I'm waiting for, um, I don't want it to come that way, but nonetheless, um, I need to think for her as well, all right? So I'm looking at my total family protection there. Same thing goes for my son. Now, my son loves guns, right? But they both have to be able to shoot under the conditions that they might be forced to shoot in. So if it's a if it's a nighttime home invasion, if they're tucked away in the safe room, then I need to make sure that they can be able to engage that target if they have to. So if they are in there with the lights out, it gives them something to aim with if they have the tritium night sights in there. So if they're staying in pitch black, if they're trying to hide inside of that safe room, so they don't have any ambient light in there, it's, it's nighttime, they're back in the safe room, there's no light whatsoever. I want them to have something to be able to aim with, okay? So that tritium night sight I know is going to be glowing in the dark and it's going to give them something to use for sighting, okay? Now, you still need to be able to positively identify your target, all right? So I want to make sure that I really make that clear here is that your night sights are not, I mean, they're only going to give you a means of directing that bullet in the direction of your target. It's meant to make you as accurate as it possibly can. But you still have to be able to positively identify your target, which is why I always tell everybody, you need, need, need to carry a flashlight with you. Again, you might lose it, it might break, it might it might get lost, whatever, all right? So, but you, you should absolutely have one because you don't wanna pull that trigger on something that you don't know isn't, um, or that you, yeah, that you don't know isn't actually a bad guy, all right? Now, 
let's get to the bottom line here, okay? <laughs> so the bottom line is, first of all, you do need to have that flashlight, all right? Number two is that tactics and training beat equipment any day of the week. All right, so that's whether you have fiber optic sites, night sites, or factory sites, doesn't matter. Don't think that you're gonna slap some night sites on your rig and you're good to go. You need to get the training for it. You need to understand how those sites work under low light conditions. You need to go and shoot your weapon with those sites on there. After you make a decision, after you upgrade your sites, you need to go out and use them. So it's not a, I've got it, I installed it, I'm good to go, pack it away in the, in the safe or in the, in the bedside drawer, and, and that's it, all right? I can't stress that enough, all right? You always have to know your equipment inside and out and train with it, all right? Now, number three here is that I absolutely suggest that you upgrade your sites for these low-level light conditions, all right? So I, 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 if you've gotten this far, it's, it's really more about the decision of which you get. But again, I absolutely do want to make sure that you understand bottom line, I do not recommend just sticking with your factory sites, all right? Go ahead and upgrade them. At the very least, at the very least, it's going to give you something. Um, I'm not a big fan of just the white dot sites or any of the, any of the sites that are just like the, the standard white. The, the sites that I use uh, use a dual, dual color. I'm gonna talk about what sites I use here in just a minute here. Um, but it, the eye picks it up very quickly. So I won't go into all the details about how I shoot or how I train. There are more than enough podcasts out there about, um, I've talked about how I've rigged up my handgun for, for concealed carry. Um, but I always do recommend that you do upgrade your sights from the factory sites. Okay. But now again, we get down to the question is which should you get? Okay. Now, before I get into what my decision is here, I'm going to, I'm going to totally take price out of the equation. All right, because I think that is the stupidest argument. And unfortunately, this is what everybody tends to focus in on out there in on YouTube and everywhere else. It's like, don't waste your money on tritium night sites. They're more expensive. And I'd much rather you put that money into ammunition or going out and getting training, but go out there. Your tactics are gonna be first and foremost what you need to rely on. And so take that money and go out there and, and use that money elsewhere, all right? Okay, I get that reasoning. I absolutely do. All right. But what is your life worth? Okay. If, if you're that hard up that going for fiber optic sites and taking that extra $30 or that extra $75 and you put it into lessons or ammo for practice, that that's wonderful. But I usually find that people don't do that anyway. It's not like they're, they, they have the money in their hand and they, they take part of it and they get online and they go ahead and they sign up for a class somewhere. They typically won't do that. And the other side of that is I find that most people are practicing all wrong to begin with. So, so whatever, right? So it still comes down to what are you going to choose? And I think that is the worst argument for, of don't, don't choose tritium night sites because they're more expensive. Again, what is your life worth? What is your family's life worth? So it's really about what is going to help you the most. So I'm going to take price out of this altogether. And it really comes down to the good and the bad. Like which would, should you personally choose? Now, I'm only going to tell you what I personally use and why. So personally, I say get the tritium night sights. Go ahead and spend the extra money on them. Because I always look at the worst case conditions and I start from there. I start from there and I plan ahead for that. So I know that most, a lot of people are out there, um, like the gurus that are online will say, you know, you need fiber optics because you need to have a flashlight and it works better with a flashlight. And so you can, you know, uh, whereas tritium night sites get washed out with a flashlight, 
Wonderful. That's assuming again that you have a flashlight. You've got a flashlight? What if you don't have a flashlight? Again, you lose it. It falls off. How many, how many of you that are out there have had your have lost your tactical flashlight? That's why I don't buy I don't buy expensive ones. We have a very inexpensive one because I freaking lose them. I've probably gone through like 10 of these things over the last few years. So it happens. I get it. All right. So you might not have that flashlight. All right. So again, I, I look at worst case conditions, no flashlight, limited or zero ambient light, which isn't, doesn't happen very often, but nonetheless, there is going to be, I'm, I'm assuming that there is going to be very little or no ambient light. I want to go with the worst case conditions here. All right. So under those conditions, night sights win the day. Again, if I have, and the other, the other part of that is my family tucked away. My wife is my wife hates guns. She's not going to go out there and really train. She's gotten a little bit into like, um, you know, marksmanship training. I've, I'm, I'm really kind of inching her toward actually like really getting good with a firearm and everything, but it's, I have to take that into account as well. So again, for me, night sights win the day under the worst case conditions. All right. Now, fiber optics may arguably be better with a spotlighted target because they don't wash out. So let me go ahead and address that there because you still have your sights. If you, even if they, even if they do get washed out with the tritium sights, all right, which is, and again, this is one of the big, the big cons that experts out there talk about why you shouldn't have tritium night sights, but you're still going to have sights. You're still going to have your sights silhouetted there and you can aim if you're still able to aim. So again, I don't think you're going to be able to aim. Most people do not, are not going to see the sights. And I'm talking about adrenalized state. I'm talking about a bad guy in front of you running at you or trying to run out of your house, whatever it is, your adrenaline is pumping. I, we have we have done this um, force on, in, in, our, in our classes, we do force on force training. And I can tell you, we have taken the most experienced guys out there. And I've never heard anybody say, that they ever saw their sights, okay? Even people that try to do it, even people that like, they know we're gonna ask that question there, all right? But they still, in that close quarters ambush, don't see their sights. All right, so, under again, under those conditions, you can still see those silhouetted sights when you're aiming there. So for that reason, if you are rocking a weapon-mounted light, and you feel like you're going to be able to see your sights, then go for the fiber optic sight that's out there, okay? So if you've got a weapon-mounted light, it is going to wash out the tritium sights. The, the uh, fiber optic sight, you are typically going to be able to see that light better, under, even with the, the weapon-mounted light there. So you're going to be able to, you, I would say, go ahead and go for the fiber optic sight if you want to. Personally, though, I don't recommend mounting a light on your handgun. I recommend that you use it rather as a separate handheld flashlight. You know, for me, I like to have the versatility in where I aim the light without having to move the weapon to be able to use that. So if I, if it's a home invasion, I've got a guy pinned down in my, in my living room there and I've got my, my light on him and it's a weapon mounted light and I hear something off to the left. I have to bring my weapon over there with the flashlight on it in order for me to be able to see what that is. Now, one thing that does is it takes my weapon off of the bad guy. Okay. And that person might either use that as an opportunity to attack me or to run out of the house, but I no longer have my weapon trained on him. The other thing is, if it's my spouse who's come out to see if I've got everything under control now, I'm now aiming the gun potentially at her. Okay. Now, some people say, well, you don't aim it, you don't aim it down at the person, you aim it down at the ground, and that way it's safer. 
That's great. Again, we're talking adrenalized state here. I've got a bad guy. I'm, I'm worried about jumping up and ambushing me. It's not, you're not always going to have that wherewithal to be able to make that, that logical assessment there and make the right, make the right choice. Okay. So I like to have my light held separately so that I can actually use it to be able to move it around and be able to, and keep my weapon trained on my attacker while I'm using that. Now, and in fact, what I find is that spotlighting tends to focus your eyes in directly on your target. Okay, so if you have your weapon, if you have your flashlight, whether you have it handheld or whether you have it mounted on the, on the gun itself, um, but especially if you have it mounted on the gun itself and you're looking at your target, what I find is that that bright beam there, especially in close quarters, because we're talking about to even, even in the, the space of a home, that's still close quarters there. So what I find is that the, the eyes tend to focus in on where that beam is. And that, what that does, and that along with the adrenalized state that you're in, it really gives you kind of that tunnel vision there. And it doesn't make you aware of what's happening around you. So what I do, and this is probably a topic for another podcast sometime, is that I don't directly use my flashlight at the person. I, I, I will spotlight them. If I want to, I can blind them with it. However, I like to have my weapon trained downwards toward the floor and using the outer ring, kind of like there's that, that that really bright beam in the middle. And then there's the outer ring of light that will still go ahead and blind them some. But it also, what I find is it makes me more aware of what's happening on the left and right of me. So if it's a home invasion, that might not be just one bad guy in your house. You need to make sure that you're the only one in there. And if you're hyper-focused in on somebody with that bright beam there, that's washing out your tritium night sights, as all the, the experts say, well, then you know, you're, you're, you're not necessarily going to know what's happening on the left and right of you, and you might be attacked on the side of you. So I tend to go ahead and, and have the light on down um, at toward the floor, right in front of them, where I can still go ahead and, and I can see my tritium night sights, and I can see them at the same time, and I can see to the left and right of me a little bit better, and I'm not hyper-focused in on them, all right? That's something that a lot of people don't really think about. I know there's one of the things out there that people say, you know, don't shine it straight ahead anyway because it'll wash you out. It'll it'll kind of bounce off the walls and it'll it'll blind you. I haven't really found that to be true, um, but that is what some people say out there. It's another reason why you would you would point your um, you would aim the, the flashlight slightly down toward the um, toward your surroundings. Okay, okay. So now all that being said, if we're if we're talking home defense, I don't prefer a handgun anyway. All right, and in that in the case of a a long gun, so whether you're using a shotgun or an AR-15, um, go ahead and listen to some of my other podcasts on on home defense weapons, and I talk about the pros and cons of each each type of platform that are out there. Um, but I recommend using a red dot scope on a long gun. So I really like the red dot scopes. They will work in low light. They'll work in no light. Again, I'm using a long gun typically for for home defense when I can't if I when I can get to that that weapon. But again, I might not be able to get to that. I might have to fight my way to that weapon. All right. And for my spouse, she has a laser on her handgun, so I prefer lasers actually even. So, but again, like anything else, a laser can fail also. So that is why I have tritium night sights on the weapon that I have set aside for my spouse as well. All right. But again, these systems can fail, so you need to make sure that you are using something that is dependable. All right. Now, um, now I told you before, since I did remember it, there is a way to cut down on the cost of your um, of a, if you are going to opt for a tritium night sight. Um, what I recommend is that you only purchase the front sight as your tritium uh, night sight. OK, so I have another podcast out there where I talk about how I don't even I, I, 
I actually turn around my sights, my, my, my rear sights on my handgun so that I'm, I only have my front sight. Um, I talk about that. That is a, a tip that came from a Delta operator that just makes sense with my philosophy of close quarters ambushes and uh, close quarters shooting. Uh, there is a podcast out there. I don't know what the number of it is right now, but I'm sure we can link to it in the show notes and, and the uh, the resources page for here. Um, I do have an Ameriglow uh, site on my front my front site. So it is a it's a green tritium night site. So it is a glow in the dark post night site there with an orange ring around the outside of it. Now the reason why I have that is because in even in broad daylight. That front sight, I, I'm, I believe in shooting with uh, both eyes open. I think we've had several podcasts on that as well. Um, but what I like about that is that I don't have the rear sights on there. I only have the front sight. It grabs my eyes because I have two colors there, not just one. I have the orange and I have the green. It grabs my eyes. I'm able to look at my target, but I'm still able to see that sight. So I'm focusing in on my target, not on my front sight. Again, whole other podcast on that as well. But nonetheless, that is what I recommend that you do. Um, go ahead and listen to those podcasts to be able to understand more of the reasons why behind that. But that's also going to reduce the cost that you're going to pay out for your uh, for your site. So for those people that, again, are worried about what it's going to cost, again, that's going to cut it down in half if you follow my philosophy. I'm not saying you need to. I go ahead and give you my reasons in another podcast. Go ahead and look for the link there on the on the website where this podcast is playing, and we'll, I'm sure we'll go ahead and link over to it. Um, but again, um, that's, my, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm rocking, all right? So no matter what you choose, though, I can't stress enough that you need to make sure that you have it installed correctly. So if you need to, take it to a gunsmith, all right? Take it to a gunsmith and make sure that it's actually installed correctly. And then take it to the range. Make sure that your sights are aligned. Make sure that it's accurate. Maybe your gunsmith even put it on wrong, okay? But you start aiming at that at that target there, even in broad daylight, and all of a sudden you're hitting to the left consistently where before you were hitting perfectly on, then you might have that, that sight installed incorrectly. So just make sure that you do get testing with it, that it is installed correctly, that you're, that you're rocking the right thing there, okay? All right, so again, this I've given you my opinion based upon my research and my experience, all right? So I wanna hear what your experience is. Have I changed your mind at all? Um, are you ready to change my mind? I want to hear your reasons, pro and cons for and against each one of these types of sites, right? Best way to do that is go ahead and leave me a comment on the blog where this podcast is playing over at moderncombatandsurvival.com. This is episode number 275, and this is Jeff Anderson. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, prepare, train, and survive. <laughs>